Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Joe Thunder back once again with another episode of the Smoking Joe Thunder podcast. Podcast, podcast. <coughs> Shout out real quick to our official sponsors, Be Good Dispensaries. You know, they're over there on 11 West Hamden. Or if you're up north on 120th across the highway from the boondocks, they can take care of all your cannabis needs. You know what I mean? They got the good herb, edibles, tinctures, all that good stuff. Real quick, we got a banger for you today, man. I met this cat probably about 10, 11, 12 years ago. You know, graffiti bomber, graffiti writer. You know what I mean? Changed his names here and there. He's lived a crazy-ass life. You know what I mean? Definitely a staple in, you know, Denver, Colorado graffiti. When I first met you, bro, like, I would just see your throwies fucking everywhere. Like, everywhere. And every day, no matter if it snowed the night before, I'd go mile around see a couple more. He's on your game, bro. Oh, man, thanks, dude. Appreciate it, man. But we got fucking near in the house. I know him as Woe back in the day, you know what I mean? <laughs> RTD crew, MDR crew, MSG. How you doing, brother? Chilling, man. Good to see you, friend. Right, it's been kind of a minute. It's been a couple years. I seen you at an yeah. art show not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those, like, uh... I kind of I kind of did a little peace treaty between you and the homie. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We figured that out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those but... old TWC days. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> But shit, man, how you been? You've been just working, man, just yeah, doing man. your thing, right? Yeah, man, just, you know, grinding, working a bunch. Uh, try to paint when I can, but uh, I live a real simple life nowadays. I know, man, I see those rollers popping up here and there, man. What kind of inspired you to kind of get into the rollers? Because, like I said, I know you as a throwy king, homie, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Ah, uh, man, I was just, uh, I don't know, I had a shitload of bucket paint sitting around. And, just, <laughs> and that's how it starts, right? Yeah, I was just, like, low on spray, and I don't know, I was checking out, like, some of these old whole cars we did back in the day at Honor Racks. I was like, man, I bet I could bang out some rollers in the city pretty uh, pretty quickly. First couple ones were kind of sloppy, but I got them back pretty quick. Once you get a couple under your belt, man, it's just like anything, you know? Yeah, it's all muscle memory, riding a bike and shit. Not for sure, for sure. So, so let's kind of go back, though, man. Where did you, where'd you kind of grow up at? Where did you, your younger days? Uh, I lived in Texas until I was like 15, and then went to San Diego. It's from my like 15 to 21. That's a big change, man, from Texas. What part of Texas, if you yeah. don't mind me? Uh, San Antonio. All right, so San Antonio to San Diego. That's a big-ass change, bro. Yeah, it was especially like, you know, it was like 96, and being a skateboarder in Texas. <laughs> that wasn't cutting it. Nah, man, it was not like being a skateboarder in San Diego in 96, so it was a huge culture shock, you know? For sure, for sure. So what were you into first, hip-hop, skating, or graffiti? Uh, skating, graffiti, then hip-hop. Graffiti came with skateboarding, though, like immediately, like just fools were, butter and jelly yeah fools were skating spots and tagging spots like it was just what was happening every day so what, what were the years that you started skating doing graffiti oh uh, man i started skating in like 95 96 and then graffiti would probably be like pretty much my first proper throw up in like 99 probably how old were you 17 16 like for the proper spots i was in high school for sure i did some real bad shit in like middle school and like freshman year but like proper spots like what were you writing back then in middle school Fuck, some dumb shit, probably. <laughs> you don't remember? You don't want to say. Uh, probably sane, probably. That would probably be one. God, it's like fucking long time ago, dude. Uh, sin two for sure. S I two ends with the number two, because you had to have a number in your name. Um, fuck, middle school. Yeah, that was it. What kind of intrigued you about graffiti? And what kind of made you get into it? Was it skating, like you said? Yeah, yeah. I was just seeing people doing it at the spots and like skating abandoned warehouses and just seeing it and all the warehouses and shit and just being like whoa this is sick like what's going on here like why does this exist right and is, is this texas or is this san diego this was in texas when okay. i first when got exposed first to it got exposed to yeah. the warehouse shit right yeah this was like 
seventh, eighth grade, going to skate spots and like skating ditches was a big thing, like drainage ditches. So fools would piece the ditches. So you would go to skate the ditches and then see like the burners and the ditches. So it'd be pretty, you know, just everywhere you went with skating, it was there. What made you move to San Diego? Uh, my mom was in the military. Okay. So, so she, she got sent out weapon, there. Huh? Yeah. Nah, she's a uh, pencil. Uh, pen and pencil. She said I know how to shoot though, right? <laughs> nah, not in the Air Force. <laughs> nah. So she, you guys moved to San Diego. Was that, I mean, like I said, that was probably a culture shock for you. Like, man, this is a big city kind of now, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, San Antonio was a big city, but it was definitely nothing like San Diego. Like, the just skateboard and graffiti level was like... You know, Texas was like at a three and Cali is at like a 10 or 11 on the scale, you know, Even like back just, then? oh yeah. I mean like the stuff like graffiti wise was just blowing Texas out of the water from what like I saw as a kid, you know, like it was wild. What did you start writing when you moved to San Diego? Hmm. Sebs, I believe. S-E-V-S. How'd you come up with that? Throw up letters, just being one, like trying to do one liners like Colt 45 and just thought they worked. Right. Yeah. And then that's what we were kind of talking about on the way up here. The way you got whoa is was just like it was simple for you, and you could just can you explain that? Oh yeah, like doing freeway spots, I would just like draw three like big ass squares and then cut the letters out. I like the the letters because they were like basically vertical based, so mm -hmm. you can line up everything pretty straight, pretty quick, and have a good like jump off to like add style to. You don't always have your proportions right. Right. And how did you come up with the name whoa? Because most people don't use like three letters, right? Yeah. I don't know. I was just going through the fucking dictionary and was like, oh, I can make a W and I could already draw a cool E. So, like, I try to, like, make my W's kind of look like my E, you know, mm -hmm. kind of symmetrical. Nice, nice. And when did you kind of start taking graffiti serious when you got to California? Yeah, that was, like, when it became a thing for real. Like, when I wanted to, like, be up. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, was, I was fucking awful. But, you know, I was, <laughs> I was going <laughs> hey, for it. As as you're getting up, man. I was cool. trying to compete, you know. Like, yeah. I was definitely like, okay, this is, like, a whole other ball game. What was like, um, what kind of motivates you, motivated you to kind of take it to that next level? Was it just seeing all the other graffiti? Yeah, for sure. Trying to keep up. The standards were way higher out there. So it was just like. It's everywhere. And I can imagine back then. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, like the baseline is just above and beyond like what a lot of things I'd ever seen personally in my life. And I was just like, all right, this is the thing I want to try to see if I can do. Nice. What was high school like, man? I was chill, dude. Did just, you party? Did you like, were you? Just, I was a skate nerd, dude. I just fucking ditched school and skateboarded all day. Nice. I, mean, I graduated, but like nothing impressive. Right. Just kind of yeah. skated through. Yeah, exactly. Literally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what were you doing? What were you doing at first? Were you just catching tags or were you, did you come up with the throwy? Uh, shit. We were probably doing streaker tags at the skate spots in like eighth grade, ninth grade for sure. You know, like little split streakers. Little two-tone joints, yeah. Back in the day, huh? Yeah, those were the fucking hot shit. Were you hanging out with, like, older cats, or was it just... How did you start meeting people in the graffiti scene in California? Again, just skateboarding, man. Like, a lot of kids that write skate is just, like, synonymous. Like, like I said, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, huh? man, it's just... And the scene's so, like, intertwined that you can't really go anywhere without running into a writer in Cali. So it's it's cool, man. I had a good time out there. It was definitely, like, a... Not the, like, fancy California experience, but right. I, I enjoyed it out there. I'd still live out there if it wasn't so expensive. For sure. Hey, do you remember some of the cats you first kind of met that were doing graffiti out there? Uh, let's see. Back then, I mean, this kid I went to high school with, Matt, for sure. He wrote Infer. That was my boy. Um, and then after high school is when I really started meeting, like, graffiti writers. 
Well, I met Enron in high school too. So. What were you doing after high school? Were you just kicking it? Were you just painting? Were you just working a bullshit ass job? Yeah, I was working at the fucking movie theater, dog. Like paying rent, trying to fucking be a pro skater. Shit wasn't happening though. Nah. <laughs> did you did you get hurt or what? Yeah, I fucked my foot up a couple times pretty good. Dang. When did you kind of like realize that skating wasn't for you then? Like early or later? Uh, like 23, 24, I knew it was a wrap. Like the last, like when I like blew my foot out again. Mm-hmm. There you go right there on, on the screen right yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, shit. In the fucking military fucking the, green. The Larimer wall. That was back in the day before the hey, rhino it's a, was. It's a, a fucking one way right there, dog. Yeah, they don't even know. That's like, we don't even the know. That was the rhino. Yeah. Floor. That was the main rhino spot for the fucking yeah. crush. That was before Larimer it was Street. Even that shit even years before. Yeah. That's fucking back then. So what made you move to Denver, bro? Um, I was supposed to up in Omaha for like a year, mm-hmm. and I was just coming out here to skate and uh, Taser. I had known some people that knew Taser, and uh, I had hit him up a couple times when we came out here, and I just was like vibing on D Park a bunch, and like, how did you meet Taser? Uh, just through some homies that I had known forever uh, through San Diego friends. Uh, he knew some dudes in Seattle, and they moved from Seattle to San Diego right after I was in high school. So they live like two blocks away in this like big graffiti writer house, and there was like all these Seattle kids. There's like four of them. All right. And, and then they, what what kind of made you move to Denver? Uh, good weed, skateboarding, snowboarding, being young and just not caring, wanting to paint the city. Came out here a few times, and like all the RT homies, I got along with well, and they were actually super active, so I was with it. How'd you meet those cats? Uh, just through Taser, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. And then you kind of start once you moved, but to Denver. You kind of like start running with them, or how'd you kind of get into RTD? Um, let's see. Officially, they came to Omaha. A bunch of them came to Omaha when I was living out there and did some whole cars. And uh, I had been bouncing around from Omaha to Denver a bunch. And that was kind of like that trip. I think it was like Slayer and Vomit and Awful. Maybe one other person. It was so long ago. They kind of were like, yeah, we need to put this fool down after this weekend. So I think we did like four whole cars in like oh, nice. three days and like a bunch of like end to ends. And like we partied one night out of control, wild. Like, so they had a good time. So they're like, yeah, this was one of us. And I just got bored in the small town. It was like Denver was already cracking. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just pack up and go. I don't got shit to keep me here. No, for sure. For sure. Was it mostly like, um, is Omaha like a train bombing spot? I take it. I mean, it was back then. I don't know if it's burned out yet or not. Like. I haven't painted a train out there in years, but back then there were good yards and nobody was painting. There's probably like four graffiti writers in the whole state, you know, and like coming from Cali, I knew what to look for. So I knew like how to find yards and like paint trains out there. Can and you like, explain that a little bit? Uh, just like looking for like intersections of like roads and streets and like industrial areas. Little and, cuts. Yeah. Just like fishing out industrial areas that would have like shipping, you know, like I don't want to give away any secrets, no, right, you know, right. you know, but, uh, I kind of know where you're going with that. And yeah. I, I, know, I never, certain businesses always are going to have a certain type of thing going on that need a certain type of thing, you know? So I never like, really put that together until the homie kind of like, you know, took me a couple of times. I'm like, here, I'm thinking you're actually going to the yard, but you're not. Yeah. Like I'll just say this, like anytime there's like a place that has lumber, like a lumber yard, like shipping lumber, you're gonna fucking find stuff around there. It might not be cool shit to paint, but you'll find cool shit. So right. Oh, for sure, for sure. So like, you're kind of more like city bombing in San Diego, right? Yeah, for sure. And then when you move to Omaha, it's more trains. Yeah, And you start trains. making your way to Denver a little bit. Yeah. What was the initial push that made you finally say, hey, I'm gonna move to Denver? Um, I was catching some cases in Nebraska painting trains and like partying and just being dumb and I was just over it. I was like, just yeah. wilding out? Yeah, yeah, just small town fucking wilding Antics, out, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, 
not hard to get caught when you're in a town that only has like five people like you you know like right it's a small pond big fish kind of thing you know right so it was it was wild i was just like over it i was like i need a change and like the city was way cool so i was just like fuck it man 20 years later packed up everything and moved here right yeah and then did you kind of start taking like graffiti a little more serious when you got here as far as like the bombing what kind of made you like start getting out there and bombing big time um trying to live up to like the lineage of like rtd members of the past you know fools i looked up to last said ac fools that like went hard in the city and like were like pretty much strictly like city writers you know like the pretty shit's cool i can do it i try to do it but these dudes were up you know like i wanted good spots too yeah yeah like legendary spots you know i remember one of the last um spots that i remember seeing ac is right there on colfax kind of where we were that whole shit went down it was some some, they're building some apartment complex and him and somebody else hit it like the very fucking top oh, of that shit. Oh, over on Colorado. Yeah, uh-huh. I know exactly. Yep, over mm-hmm. by Lost Lake. And then seeing him do like that fire extinguisher on the highway. And then yeah. even the story, like, do you know the story of him painting the big ass roller downtown with the with the vest? Can yeah. you talk about that? Or I don't really know too much. I just know he rolled the 16th Street Mall and vested up and did a gigantic RTD roller in the middle of the mall. Broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight, like sucking 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Just charged it. To the game. Yeah, uh, I just went for it and. Uh, he pulled it off for sure. It was it was like kind of crazy. I've seen flicks of it. I never saw it in person, but even the flicks because I know the like the location in the city. I'm just I've like, never Fuck. seen flicks of that shit, bro. Damn. Could probably find one for you. Yeah, now that's crazy. I've heard that. Like I heard he was like um like a getter back in the day. Like didn't matter if it was during the day or what the fuck. Yeah. He would just have his way and get that shit. Yeah, that fool was up, dude. Definitely, man. I remember seeing, like I said, when I first started noticing shit, like him and Coz were like just killing shit. You know what I mean? Coz was like a burning a little more, but still yeah. AC was right there next to him in the same spots. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Coz definitely was like the more burner guy. Were you ever like kind of like a crazy cat to catch crazy spots like that or like I mean, the risk taker? I'll do whatever, but like I don't like to climb out on shit and I don't like to be trapped in a scenario. I don't like to not be able to get at least one escape route. Like, that's just because I'm not trying to get, like, rolled, you know? But, right. I mean, I've done, you know, like, I've done freeway spots with the TKOs and shit back in the day. And I just, I got to see the spot and just judge it for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, I'm probably game. Nice. And then were you riding woe when you got to Denver? Or? Yeah, for sure. I'd already done, like, a f- like probably 800 trains and God damn. 20 whole cars, 30 whole cars. Do you have, like, a favorite kind of tra- train you like or freight you like to hit? Uh, we were painting a shitload of reefers. Back then. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. and auto racks. Um, right now, dude, I like to paint hoppers. I think those are, like, the surface I want to paint, and, like, they run. You might get buffed a little more often, but I feel like I can paint a better piece on a hopper rushed than on, like, a shitty box car. I want my shit to look a certain way every time. Right. Hell, yeah, that's dope, man. So what were you doing this time besides, like, graffiti? Were you kind of wilding out? Yeah, oh yeah, dude. I was fucking, Living fucking... Yeah, you know, we talked about was, the, the sex, drugs, graffiti mafia, dude. Like, right. How did that start? I mean, that you got, how did the sex, sex, drugs, graffiti mafia start? Uh, uh, it was a fucking me, Agent, and Cohen just raging all the time, racking fucking a ridiculous amounts of spray paint and going to the bar every night and just fucking trying to get girls and just living the wildest like graffiti life you could possibly live in Cap Hill when rent was still like 600 bucks. That's crazy. And what was, like, you were telling us earlier, what did you have to do to get in? Uh, you had to, like, party with us all night. Uh, you had to do a bunch of blow with us. And then you had to get a spot and, like, bang a chick. 
All in the same night? Yeah, all in one night. That was like the, the prerequisites to get down. <laughs> you had chicks that were down with y'all too, huh? We ain't going to say their names. Nah, we had a, yeah. We know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> protect the innocent. Some of them got kids and shit now. <laughs> you told me some crazy ass story though, man. Like you guys would go hard in the paint. Yeah, I mean, we do like four or five day benders, dude. Like, straight up. You supposed to be up for three days and then drop like 10 hits of acid. I couldn't do it, but... A lot of other dudes could. <laughs> it was wild. What's like the most kind of spots you've caught in like a, like a night? I was gonna say twenty four hour period, but like a night. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, because I mean, once you, I mean, you have your throwy down, bro. So I'm sure you could pop two or three of my like yeah, five I mean, minutes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. I got like, I really test myself when I travel. So like, I did like in Miami. I think I did like twenty eight spots in four days, and that was by myself. I went out with Atomic one night. But I was just fucking getting those city bikes and just a backpack full of paint. And they had a fucking paint store that was open till 4 a.m. So I would just go dump Dope. all these cans and <laughs> ride back over to the paint store and re-up. Um, right now, in the wintertime, I could probably get like four or five if I really wanted to. It doesn't take long anymore. With like all the cheater caps, dude, you know how like wide these things spray nowadays. Right, like, you can go quick, man. Yeah. Like one of the first times I kind of hung out with you, I tell you, we had like a crazy like fucking police chase story. The police yeah. were on us all night. Cops on bikes. The only time I ever really seen cops on bikes, dude. In twenty years of living in that neighborhood, I still ain't really seen fucking cops, bike cops on bikes. Dude. And like I said, it at was night, like two. It was like one or two in the morning. Yeah. So I think we were like on Koufax, and it was like Madison. The homie Toast used to live right by that yeah. right liquor store. Yeah, we were. It was like. Uh, Fuck, dude. I know. I know where Kyrie jumped out of the van. That was Colfax and like that York. That was the city park. Yeah, city park. That's when we went to go hit a spot and we picked this. It was like abandoned right there on like Madison and Colfax. Yeah, drop you guys off. Kind of flip around so I can catch some footage. You know what I mean? And like, I go to flip around. Okay. And you guys are already getting down quick. And like I told you, I go to flip like a bitch or something to get like to park to get some footage, and I literally cross like these four cops on motorcycles. And I say, you motherfuckers scat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, fucking, you ran this way, he ran this way. And like, we met up like maybe like 30 minutes later. Yeah, we were just ducked. I think I went and ducked into a bar for a minute. And I remember we looked down Koufax and they literally had a fucking shitload of cops there, bro. Like 10 cops. Yeah, they were going for to it. document everything. Yeah, they're taking fucking. photos and shit. I remember that for sure. That's, yeah. We were all driving by and they're all like kind of giving us the ugly eyes. So we end up going to like around Swansea and catching some shit. But we end up coming back like two or three hours later to take some flicks, and the cops are still fucking there. Yeah, they're just chilling. And then they start tailing us. Like, I swear it's like a video game. <laughs> and I pull into someone's driveway, and we pretend to get out, and he pass, he goes right by us, and then we hop back in yeah. before we get shot and get out. And then we go to 7-Eleven, and some, you know, we have paint on our hands and shit, and they pull the same shit at 7-Eleven. They, like look at us and go real 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 slow and i remember like i was like man you motherfuckers need to get in the whip we need to get the fuck out of here and we at the 7-eleven right there on Kofax. yeah the argon one the, yeah the sketch one and dude. we fucking took that left and start mobbing through the east side and we get to city park and that's yeah. where fucking Kyra just jumps out the van and gone dude he just pulled open the sliding door van just and just ran out just jumped out. i was like dude that is the worst move you could we're deaf i don't know how we get pulled over after they saw him do that dude. i was like we are definitely getting pulled over right I now i was like, gone bro like once yeah. you know, i was do the east side 100 miles an yeah hour, i was like this is a wrap back around and that was a crazy night though man and that was back when there wasn't a lot going on in denver so like they definitely 
We stood out, you know? Like, yeah. Like said, it was late. I remember it was late because we lived a couple blocks away. You know what I mean? Yeah, you were still, yeah, I'm not, yeah, not going to say where, but I remember that. Yeah, that spot for sure. You still live in over there. Yeah, man. What other kind of crazy shit have you experienced doing graffiti, man? I'm sure you've experienced a ton. Oh, uh, man. I just, you know, all the usual crackhead bullshit. Um, it's kind of hard to just think one off the spot the top of my head. Let's talk about like racking. Is, is racking... I can give you some of those stories for sure. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Fucking me and Agent and fucking Cohen's, dude. We were just pushing mad carts of everything back in the day. Um, I don't know. I think we averaged like three carts a week for over a year. And I was like, we all worked. I think, no, Cohen didn't work with us, but Agent worked at the pizza shop. And uh, we would have the same days off. So uh, we would just plan our racking missions to like, that would be the day, you know? Like we would like wake up like militant style, like be up at eight, hit the first one by like, we'd have it mapped out. Like You'd have a plan for the day. Oh yeah, for sure. It was like a fucking nine to five, dude. Like Were you guys actually racking the paint or were you racking shit to take back to get paint? Both, man. Just whatever. Yeah, I, I used to fill up the cart full of paint and then put out of a... Uh, high price items underneath on the like the rack on the bottom roll out with that shit and uh this is all like over 15 years ago so statutes of limitations can suck my dick <laughs> there you go already but uh yeah what the fuck can you hear yourself uh yeah am i too close no you're good okay. now you ever get it chased by fucking any superheroes fucking trying to oh yeah dude, i've definitely had that happen i've left many carts behind i never uh, knocked a motherfucker out running a cart nah i never had to do that i definitely like the two times i actually got caught caught pushing carts like they had me and i just knew there was no point of even making it worse you know i was just like fuck it you win dude like i'll charge it to the game like i'm not gonna struggle like yep can't fucking there's four of you like i'm surrounded like all right i see how right. this this is gonna go in my yeah, favor your ass, yeah I thought, oh yeah they knew yeah i had that coming for sure i was not being chill was racking easier back in the day than now, or? I mean, it... I haven't pushed a cart in fucking fuck since 2000. So, yeah, man. So, you said you haven't pushed one in a minute, huh? Yeah, it's been a, over a decade. Um, but I got to imagine just, you know, like, with my observations with the Home Depots and Lowe's, especially with COVID and, like, the mask policies. Oh, kind of open shit. Yeah, up. I'm sure it was open fucking season. Like, if you knew what you were doing, like, in those, like, two years, like, I, like, could see, I could see the potential, you know, the old me was like, oh, yeah, this would be a cakewalk right now. But Right. Back in the day when you were doing shit like that, pushing cards, would you have to get, like, all fucking fucked up or would you be sober or how was... Nah, sober as fuck, dude. Sober as fuck. You got to be pro with that. I mean, personally, I had to be professional with that. Like, I'm not trying to get roped, so I want right. to be like. Are you playing my... like the whole fucking dressed up like Poindexter, like nerdy? Uh, I went more for the like kind of like job site foreman vibe. So like, I would wear you like nicer clothes, but mm -hmm. I would still like have fucking like scruffy boots and shit, and like look like a step above a, like a normal worker. You know, like I'd have a clipboard and shit sometimes, like just dumb shit like that to kind of like look legit. And sometimes fake receipts too. Mm -hmm. that's always a good one I thought of that like much later when I was like a kid buying toys like man I could have got my receipt <laughs> and went back got yeah. me like four more G.I. Joes you know what I mean like, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being like the kid I was then and then like going in like to a, a Home Depot and seeing like the COVID conditions because I would have like run amok in those stores like even told like the chick I was with at the time that kind of knew my past I was just like 
man, this is a free-for-all right now. Because I don't even think they had security for a while. They were just letting fools walk out. Uh, yeah, I know people that, like, that first kind of week, they're going to the supermarket every fucking day, yeah. piling up on steaks and lobster and whatever the fuck they wanted. And, like, I don't know. If I'm a Home Depot worker during COVID making 12 bucks, 13 bucks an hour, I'm not fucking running after you, dude. Like, Right. Did you kind of app shit up during COVID as far as graffiti or what? It was a free for all, man. There wasn't. This, that's this, what kind of brought me back, to be honest, dude. This shit was dead. Yeah, that's what brought me back, man. Like, I'm in the service industry, so like my like industry crashed. So I had like, Ooh, was, was like, it rough for you, bro? It was the first couple months, and then that government money came in, and it was. Did you um, get you a 1.1 PPP loan? Nah, I got me fucking enough though, dude. I got enough to. I didn't. I could have got greedy with it, but I was just like, nah. I should have kept up to you, bro. Later, yeah. When you trying least to expect, yeah, it. I'm trying to like buy a house or something you know that shit will come back to haunt you if you oh, for sure, yeah for sure. they'll be like oh yeah we were gonna give you this loan but no nah, no nah. covid covid ppv loan never paid back right hey what kind of made you change your name uh, i just got bored man i wanted like a little bit of a change i was you know i've been painting woe for like almost 10 years at least and I was just like at a life transition where I was like trying to do different things. That's like right when I left Denver for a couple of years. So I was just like, I'm going to give this like a whole fresh start. And uh, I just picked near because I like the letters again. Like I could not kind of knew what I could already do with them at that point. So it came along pretty quick. Right. That's a dope, man. And you just kind of been running with that, huh? Yeah. You've been doing a lot of traveling or? Uh, here and there. My job keeps me pretty busy in Denver. So. And I went to Miami last year and then San Diego this year for a little bit. But besides that, I've just been chilling. Dope. And talking about San Diego, you're down with MDR. How did that kind of happen? Um, I went to high school with this fool Enron. And then uh, I moved away, but he was still in touch with all those MDR fools. And I had seen Preach up in San Diego right before I moved a bunch. That fool destroyed San Diego. It was pretty fucking intense. Right. Did you ever get a chance? You met him, right? Yeah, I met Chris. Yeah, you ever paint sure. with him? Uh, we never painted, but we partied for sure. We always would like say we were going to paint and then just in classic in Preach party. fashion. Yeah. I went out with him like twice, I want to say. Yeah. I was able to. I, I tell the story of, like I was with him and Heiser and like they're hitting some spot, the little fucking Sixth Avenue, like Highway Alameda shit, yeah. that little barrier. Yeah, yeah. And like one of them says something about the cops and like I go to look and it wasn't the cops, but I look and these fools are like gone, like down at least a block away. I was like, Oh shit. Truck star. Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. What was it like with fucking hanging out with those cats, man? Were they or just getting crazy like you or what? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really chill with Preach too, too much. Um, I was just in a whole different scene, you know? Like, it was, we were kind of like the younger kids in Denver. So I hung out with Cohen all the time and then Agent a bunch. And then, like, Skay was around a ton. And was that was the cat that had, like, the crazy, I call them, like, sharks. Am I right? Yeah, well, he'd do, like, the Bart Simpson characters. With the little triangles, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ain't seen that many of that for in a minute, bro. But yeah. he used to get down too. He was actually on that one we were just watching the whole yeah. Rhino before the Rhino. Yeah, yeah. He had some shit there. He would catch his shit. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we had like our own little like kind of group, you know. And where'd you meet? Where did you meet these cats? Just like was it skating again or just doing graffiti? Just graffiti, man. When I moved out here, I moved into this house that a bunch of like younger graffiti kids lived in. Cohen was living there, and then 
agent had just moved up from the Springs. I think he had been here for about a year or so, but he had just happened to live in Cap Hill, like a few blocks away from this bar that we always frequented. And the streets? Nah, Benders. Okay. Yeah, which is now fucking Black Box or some bullshit. But, uh, yeah, so we were just all the same age, and, like, all three of us skated, and we all did graffiti, and we were all down to rack paint, and we were all down to fucking stay up as late as possible and have as much fun as possible and feel as awful as you can the next morning and do it all again the next day. Dang. Well, you guys are getting up, though, you know? Yeah, it was definitely, like, a, a party graffiti lifestyle for sure. Party all night, paint all night, sleep all day? Yeah, we would just go to the bars, and as soon as last call would go, we'd just be go on. paint. Yeah, it would just be on, like riding bikes around the city and this is back when denver was like still a big city but not like it is today it was quieter you know like right. 2 3 in the morning on a wednesday leaving streets of london there's not too many people on the roads or anywhere but nowadays it's pretty busy still it's crazy like you know what i mean even like compared to like la because i've been there quite a few times man like la's like it reminds me of like grand theft auto straight up <laughs> after a certain time like a lot of that shit is shut the fuck down like there's like a ghost town yeah like you ain't seeing nobody Unless you're in, like, one of the main little parts. But, you know what I mean? If you're downtown or anything, like, ain't that's just fucking hemmed up. Like, yeah. it's a ghost town. Denver, definitely, like, in the downtown, Rhino, Lodo, upper downtown, Colfax area. Like, there's definitely crackheads lurking 24-7 down there now. Like, it's not quiet like it used to be. Definitely not. But I'm cool with it. Right. That's crazy, man. Yeah. How do you... You've been here for a while, so you've definitely seen the city change. Oh, yeah, man. I've, I mean, I lived in the, basically the same, like, area of the city for almost 20 years. So I've seen the the things come and go. You know, it's wild to see what happened, especially after COVID, man. There's, like, nothing left on Colfax at all. Like, it's crazy to see all the restaurants and bars that are just, like, gone. Up. Yeah, like, institutions, shit that's been there for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, just, like, gone overnight. Crazy. That shit wiped out a lot of stuff, man, and, like, a lot of stuff is still vacant. Like, yeah. Denver's kind of had its periods where, I mean, watching the videos, there's a ton of abandos, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we became legal and all the abandos were gone. Yeah. And then COVID hit, and the abandos kind of came back. You know what I mean? Yeah, they definitely, like, I mean, that's what COVID kind of got me back into painting again, because I had taken off... I don't know, probably not taken off, but I was, like, more concerned with, like, chasing women. Yeah, and, we like, go through our breaks. You know yeah, I, mean? I was still, like, getting up, but I wasn't taking, like, graffiti serious. And then, like, my industry collapsed, and I was just chilling, getting government checks, and, like, had a shitload of paint because I wasn't painting. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what else am I going to do right now? Like, I'm bored. Like, there's nothing to do. There's no, like, police presence in the city at all. Anywhere. No, it was a ghost town, bro. It was crazy. Like, some of the shit I did... I have, like, daytime spots with Agent, like, on Broadway and 12th, you know? Like, just, like, nothing. No problem at all. It was it was wild, man. And, uh... Well, you were, out, were you out during COVID? Did you ever see any police at all? Or? Oh, yeah. I actually got caught more during COVID than I'd ever been caught in my life. But they did that. They just kept on rolling. They would spotlight us, maybe hit us with a chirper, you uh -huh. know, the little boop, boop, and then keep rolling, dude. Like, they didn't give a fuck. Funny, funny. You know, I, I have a little story like that as being like fucking new booties or, you know what I mean? We're in L.A. painting, you know what I mean? There's some highway spot, yeah. bro. And the fucking cops flash us. And me and the homie from Albuquerque go, ready, fool. Up the stairs and <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? Get to the top, climb through the hole. Because in Cali, I'll tell you this, there's holes everywhere. Mm -hmm. 
I was with the homies. They're like, we're going to jump the fence right here, but go across the street. There's a hole right there for your fat ass. Ghosty <laughs> <laughs> walk down the stairs. So, yeah, we book it up there, man, two blocks away. We look back. Like, where's everyone else at? They still painting. They finished. No, that's yeah. just flash. You yeah. Know? My flint's stopping on the freeway. Exactly. And even downtown LA, man, rolling deep, like seven or eight deep. You know what I mean? Hitting some shit. And the cop just fucking looked at us, told us to hurry up and get on our way. You know yeah. what I mean? Didn't even say shit. And we was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I heard a rumor of like through like this community group that I was online that I was, you know, like Cap Hill neighbors or some bullshit mm-hmm. that like cops weren't responding to nonviolent like phone calls. So, like, the only thing they were responding to was, like, violent crimes, like robberies, breaking and entering. crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, they weren't, like, fucking with homeless fools shooting up Some dope Armageddon in the middle. Shit. Yeah, like, they just... So, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to paint, dude. Like, all these board up buildings and, like, mm-hmm. what else am I going to do? So, like, that got the ball rolling. And... I was kind of going to L.A. a bunch during that time period. I went, like, three times, man. It was Damn. fun, bro. I like... didn't, yeah, I didn't travel at all. I was, I was sketch on it, dude. Oh, bro, I remember L.A. round trip, 50 bucks, homie. Shit, there are, like, 10 people on the plane. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Shit. And then the thing about You got the LA, whole road bro, to yourself, too. That's the... the dog, they had to, like, place people to even out the shit. Yeah. Oh, because like, yeah. oh, they were doing the... Oh, uh, shit. The, the waste is So you're getting a whole road to yourself oh, no matter what. Sexy, bro. <laughs> like, shit. You know what I mean? And, like, I love L.A., man. There's a couple things I don't like about it. I don't like the traffic. Uh, I don't like the dirtiness. But during COVID, there's no fucking traffic, bro. Yeah. We were mobbing like everywhere, Holly, everywhere, just getting it in like no traffic, nowhere, bro. Yeah, that's like one of the main reasons I don't ever visit LA is because I spend more time in the car and traffic than I do actually enjoying my trips. For sure, for just sure. Like, ugh, I hate it, dude. I don't, I don't come on vacation to sit fucking gridlock man that shit's whack hey real quick before i forget talking about online forums you used to be hilarious on 12 ounce bro. <laughs> you remember 12 hours back in the day yeah man that was a thing that was before that was the instagram before instagram right and what was before that the fresh sites yeah fresh <laughs> Shout sites out, but it but 12 ounce was the shit because fools would get in there talking mad shit that was yeah that was a i have some man i have some funny ass quotes from that shit just fucking you know what i, I mean? wonder if that exists anywhere like there's an archive of it somewhere because i sure would love to there, go bro. back and I'm see sure like it's still there what my fucking stupid ass was typing 15 years ago when i was the fucking biggest toy ever <laughs> i thought i was so sick <laughs> dude that shit was well they used to be like fucking <coughs> there was you remember you buns too where they would like put everyone on blast in the city, like rappers, groupies, just whatever. If you got twenty kids, it was like some crazy shit like that. Wow. They would just like clown. They talk about like when Tech Nine comes, what bitches be he be fucking with, and <laughs> all kinds of craziness. That kind of reminded me of that shit though, because that shit was funny, bro. That shit was out of control. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't ever do that, but I knew. Uh... The ounce man, and then Flickr was like a big thing too. I don't know if did you ever get into Flickr? Nah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah, Flickr was a big deal. That was more for like freights and shit, because you could track the numbers and like find out kind of like what freights you had painted, you know. Mm-hmm. So you could track them and then like find like a Flickr like fan page from like a, that certain area and just kind of look for trains because you knew like your train was headed that direction. Right. So like there was this dude. What's his screen name? He was like somewhere like. Just outside of Chicago, I think it was like Woodpecker or something weird. And uh, but he was on the main line, and so like we knew like if we painted trains and they started going that direction, he they would, would probably like probably cross his like path, you know. Mm-hmm. So we would like follow him, you know. And, A little strategic. Huh? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about graffiti writers when you were coming up compared to like now? Ah oh, man, I don't really have an opinion, dude, because I don't fuck with anyone. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, do you uh, think? I mean, what would you obviously know? Like, just the way everything goes is, you know, they're not into the history. They're not, yeah, really putting in a ton of work. Like, you know, it's interesting. Like, Denver's has such a good like culture and history, and like for people like to not know like basic like Denver graffiti knowledge that are like think they're like the hottest shit ever. You know, I'm just like boggles my mind. Like, what was it? Uh, there was this kid that was like blatantly biting one of my letters and I'm like how do you do that you know like right and then there was another kid writing cure out here and I was like dog how are you writing cure this fool was like an MDR he was in SRT he was in NR like he was like famous in Cali you know like and you're just out here like writing this fool's name after they he just died don't know like yeah I was like to me like I did my research when I was a kid you know like I wanted to know like what had happened before. I didn't want to make the same mistakes as other people. So I wanted to like know like the culture and like the vibe of the city and the feeling of like who was writing what, like even if someone changed their name, you could still tell who they were by like yeah. the way their style was. And like, I don't think kids do that nowadays. I think they just grab some fucking $17 Montana paint and fucking. Uh, yeah. They, I don't think they do any research. Nah. I don't even think they go as far as Googling the name to see, Hey, yeah, or, I don't, or even just like. I mean, honestly, because I want to say within the last year, I've seen someone writing woe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, shout out to that kid. He changed his name and like, he, he fucks with some of my like homies and shit. Okay. But, you know. He, but nah, but, like, he just didn't know. Like, and I was just like, damn, like, that's crazy. Like, or even I've seen a cope out there and like, you're like, yeah, there what was the fuck. There like, was a cope out here. It's so funny. You know, it's, man, I have a funny story about that. Like, you remember when cope was at the. When he came to Denver, yeah, he came to AC's gallery, right? That's when. Yeah, and he did. He did that little bar like downtown. He was, he was doing his canvases there. I oh. forgot what the name it was, but I met this fool. Like, I don't know, like a couple months earlier, and he was like, um, he he like customized some hoodies for me, like real dope. You know what I mean? He his, the shit he was doing was like dope, like with airbrush and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that night. I was getting ready to go down there. And like this fool's name was like Cope. It was like Cope something. And I threw on this fresh ass hoodie and I left. I was all locked out the door and I kind of thought about it because I still knew yeah. graffiti and I was like, hold up. This doesn't make no sense. I better take this shit off. <laughs> so I took it off, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just threw another hoodie and went down there and I just kind of put it together. It was just kind of the same shit. You're you like, yeah. Some weird shit. Like it would have definitely. That'd have been a toy move. Yeah, you know, the year ago, <laughs> say what's up to Cope and, and a fake Cope fucking hoodie. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, dog, that's fucking. It's a fucking hilarious man. Hey, one of the things that we were talking about earlier is you knew ideology, right? Uh, idea. Idea. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, from Rhyme Sayers. R.I.P. How did that kind of happen, man? Um, so my boy Sone from Milwaukee, uh, rest in peace, Nick. He is in this crew, CTW, and CTW has a chapter in Minneapolis. And my homie Gro is from Minneapolis, St. Paul. And he was uh, in CTW, and he also happened to be Ideas Tour Manager for a little bit. So they just wanted to hook up with some people in Denver, and Nick gave my boy Gro the number, and it was just a, a friendship immediately. And like I said, you're like <coughs> over there in Cap Hill, so you're literally like a couple blocks from the venue too. Yeah. Like, like, bro, I live like three blocks. Yeah, no, these fools stayed at my house every time just so they could save money and not 
you know, drop yeah. money on hotels and shit. Save that extra loot. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they weren't like super famous by any means, but they were like, you know, They're constantly like the, touring, that, making yeah. a living, you know? On that underground tip, like you said, constantly touring, man. Yeah. And you said they had a show of a Red Rocks, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, some atmosphere bullshit festival. Like, I forget the name of it, but it was a bunch of Rhyme Sayers dudes, and idea was on the bill for sure. <coughs> Who else was on the on the bill? Uh, I know where you're getting. <laughs> uh, atmosphere for sure. I know who you're getting at right now. Murs, Big Murs, three sixteen. <laughs> you guys were chilling, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were having a little too much fun in the green room, and uh, Murs was not having it. So I got the old heave ho from the green room at Red Rocks. So you didn't get. At least he didn't kick you out the whole concert. No, nah, I didn't get kicked out the venue. I just got thrown out the green room. They took my pass, though. On some Hollywood shit. Uh. <laughs> I didn't get Jazzy Jeffed out the front door or nothing, but I, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, Merce said I had to go, so I had to bounce. <laughs> hey, well, you said you weren't always into hip-hop, huh? Nah, uh, I started off with, like, punk rock and shit, like, skateboarding in the 90s, like, in San Diego, like, you know, no effects, Pennywise, all that, like, bad religion, all that shit was just everywhere. I want to say it reminds me, like, some American History X type shit. Or no. Nah. Like, no, no, not like saying that, but you know what I mean? Just like full skateboarding and you know what I mean? Yeah, there's like Alex definitely shit. a genre like of skate rock, like bands that are just like synonymous with skateboarding for sure. Like I can definitely know a skate rock band when I hear one if I don't even know who the band is nowadays. Right. And how did you, what, did you, what kind of made you get into hip hop? Just Again, just through skateboarding, man, and like graffiti, like fools, you know, one day... In San Diego, you're at a punk rock show. The next day, you're at like the homie's house watching him DJ, because it's just like the lifestyle out there. Were you listening to like the underground stuff or the gangster stuff or a little bit of everything? Uh, everything, man. Because I grew up like, you know, MTV kid, like in the '90s, like watching MTV and BET. So I knew like a little bit of East Coast and West Coast. And then like, I don't know, around 10th, 11th grade, I got a Gangstar CD. I got Moment of Truth, and mm -hmm. then. I remember I copped Reflection Eternal the day it came out at a Best Buy in Fashion Valley in San Diego. That's a fucking weird memory that I know it so well. <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, yeah, I had definitely had my backpacker phase for sure, but I grew out of it. Are you ever a rapper? You ever rap? Nah, fuck no. Nah, not at all? Not even a chance. <laughs> Were you ever a b-boy? You ever try to break dance? Yeah, middle school for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, every, I think everyone had that phase. I could do. I, I never. I think I could. I could do like windmills for sure. I had. I had a couple like maybe like two rotations. Maybe no, I never know flares. What's that shit? Where like a 1990? Yeah, I think I could do a 1990 back in the day. But that's about as as extensive as the breakdance career got in seventh grade. Right. Hey, let me ask you this. As far as, like, graffiti goes in, like, Denver, I want to say, like, the weed industry kind of brought it back. Would you kind of agree with that kind of? Because with the weed becoming legal and us being the first and all that, it definitely brought a lot of people to Denver that wouldn't really normally be here. And then people kind of start, you know, graffiti start kind of amping up more than... You know what? Would you agree with that? or? Yeah, man. I definitely can see that because... Do you think there was ever a moment where it kind of, like, stalled... I mean, Denver was always gonna like always an up and coming city. So like, it had spurts of like super heavy activity, but it'd only be like for a couple of months at a time. Like when I was at my peak, you know. 
but nowadays with like the weed industry for sure because i mean think about all the dudes from cali that came out here you know like and like 90 percent of weed growers are going to at least know a graphic designer that knows a graffiti writer and they're going to come out to denver and like oh shit this city's tight let's just move here because even though it's expensive yeah it ain't cali expensive it's not cali expensive well, it's manageable telling, yeah i mean i was telling you dude like at the bar in san diego it was like 16 dollars for a white claw and a shot <coughs> yeah i could like i can't imagine that dude that life is not for me like i said yeah 16 bucks for a pack of backwoods bro like fuck everything you know like blunts are like 250 a piece yeah. at 7-eleven cali's just ridiculous but then there was also other dudes like because the weed shit in cali was always pretty chill i feel like but other dudes from like the south and midwest would come up here you know and like i think they brought like Denver's got, like, a lot more, like, versatile, like, with their styles and shit. Like, there's definitely, like, a, a little something for every type of graffiti writer right now. For sure, for sure. You got, it's the mix across the board. Yeah, because you got fools that came out here to grow weed that are from, like, Florida, Nebraska, Cali, East Coast, you know, Philly dudes. And, like, they're going to, like, do their thing, you know? They're writers, so it's, it makes our city look good. And... With the prices of rent being what they were, like when it first popped off, people could still afford to live in the actual like Denver proper area. Right. So like, yeah, man. Who are some of the cats that you you see like st doing it these days, going hard, like in different cities, not necessarily here? Um, I mean, I haven't really been traveling too much, so I can't really like give anyone mm -hmm. like a super props. I say out here like. I don't know those the C2K kids get it, man. Those fools are on a little tear. Yup. Um, they definitely are seen a heaven yeah, last week yeah they're getting it man and like they do it right pretty sure that most of those fools rack their shit and like they bomb proper they paint big um, out here who else do I see you getting some good spots yeah definitely and like they're active too you know like they're not just traveling too yeah they're not just doing like one uh one spot a month and posting on Instagram and living off those 30 likes. They're out every night fucking spraying. So those fools are pretty at it. Um, and I got to say, dude, fucking RGK, those fools are up. They got tags everywhere. Yeah, dude, those fools are up, man. Like they are, they, they get are. it, dude. Like I definitely see them, you know, <laughs> no, like, for sure. For sure. Uh, let's see who else is uh, right now. Man, I can't really. I'm kind of high, dude. <laughs> no, no, I get really a little it, shot. I, I mean, I mean, definitely the TKOs are doing it again too. Like they're definitely active as fuck. Yeah. But like, I don't know. We're all kind of like in the same like league with those dudes, so like I don't consider them like the younger dudes. But right, nah, just that's one thing is like I think like a lot of people in the crews across the board in Denver is there was a moment where we stopped recruiting or they stopped recruiting. Yeah. And you can't do that. That's why the cats like the RGKs, they're younger. They're, you know what I mean? They're keeping it going. Yeah. But that's because they're starting with their shit. You know, you stay stagnant, you don't recruit, man. But I think, like you said, COVID kind of helped that shit, you know what I mean, along again, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a bunch of COVID writers that came and went. I'm not going to name names, but... Uh, <laughs> If you were paying attention to like what was going on in the streets, these fools popped up for like six months and then were never heard from again because it was so dead. They're gone. Yeah. When you know what I mean, you got to keep that shit going, like you know. Yeah, yeah like 
I'm trying to think who else is like super active that I see a bunch. I mean, like obviously, like Nice and the TAF dudes do it proper every time they're out. I can think of like four or five spots right now that they have that are rocking that are pretty sick. That dude Dacer from REM's doing his thing. Yeah. I'm surprised you ain't done no rollers with them. Uh, dude, I'm real. I'm real reclusive, man. I don't really paint with too many people ever. Uh, my lifestyle's real different from most of my homies, and like. Mm-hmm my days off is like their Monday and Tuesday, you know? So like fools aren't trying to paint. Like a lot of them got families and shit. So I just kind of keep doing it on my own. Let's go the roller thing again. How, how long does it take you to do a decent roller? Does it take a couple hours or, or uh, you have it kind of down right now? I mean, I got them down. The one I did on like Park Ave that got buffed above the, those throwies, that took me about three hours. But I was really like taking my time and trying to make it look super proper. Um, I could do a whole Colorado rack in like two and a half hours, probably. If I was really pushing myself, you know, and like just, right. just going for it. What's the longest one's ever taken you? Because uh, they could, I've been there, shit, I could think a couple of The ones of where we did like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the ones where we did like the auto rack whole cars with the, the whole cars, the whole train, like the whole car auto rack was the crew letters, and then we did pieces underneath. I did like three or four of those with the homies. And uh, those took two nights just because the paint wouldn't dry. The roller paint was so humid that it wasn't drying. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's we like just... like using that silver in the cold, bro. That shit yeah. never dry. Yeah, no, that no. used to be your shit, too, the black and silver. Yeah, right? dude, for sure. I mean, I've never been a color guy, dude. It's always black, white, or silver. Like, What would you do to battle that in the winter? Because I know you still bomb in the winter, Like, but that shit takes forever to fucking dry. Oh, uh, I just use flat white and black now only in the wintertime. Even in the summertime, it's just easier. Uh, super consistent it's a bitch to shake up sometimes but because no one really uses it so the cans are like always in the oh shit <laughs> slap the mic cans are always in like the back of the store you know uh-huh. this is, but yeah flat all the way man flat black flat white what's your favorite cap those Boston joints are the fucking right. shit dog those Boston's are the shit that's all I need dude an adapter into Boston and I'll fucking crank like throwies all night dude yeah Get those are the sick ass flares on them too dude like those are fucking wild. I was in LA, bro, and some the homie gave me some some Bostons, and he was like, "They fixed them so you didn't need the adapter, right?" Yeah. So the first fucking one, bro. Everywhere. I was gonna say just, just all over blew my up. hands, bro. First spot in LA, like I still go out and do twenty more spots. That I'm like, I'll yeah. tell you one thing: the most LA, bro, like these motherfuckers are soldiers, like. Probably the, in the in a night like the, you know what I mean the night yeah. is 10, 15 spots a night and that's not even the shit you're fucking up with back in the day you know yeah. what I mean that's the, the the side work but yeah man it was like I ran from the cops a couple times like you know what I mean trying to be all not suspect and the cops are you yeah. know what I mean they got the homies like the cops is fucking yeah well you need to be dressed in homeless and shit dog you gotta you can't be like yeah you can't be looking like you <laughs> your suspect is. Yeah, t-shirt, bro. yeah. Actually, two t-shirts because that's what I did that night, bro. Like I got a t-shirt, took that off, threw that shit. Like it just kept walking. And my thing wasn't really the cops. I wasn't sweating that. I was I was tripping, but the homie left, and I'm yeah. in LA. I don't it's know the where. Middle the of fuck nowhere. I'm at. Like yeah. I got my phone, but I don't know where I'm at. Checking your shit. outfit to see what color you're wearing. Now we was cool because we was. I know we was kind of like, I don't know what road is kind of by Hollywood, but way down, like going toward back downtown. So it was still kind of cool. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. too sketch. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, that shit was fucking fun, man. Talk about. Yeah, I haven't had a good chase in a while. Knock on fucking wood. 
for real, for real. Any any crazy chase stories, man? Back in the day? Um, out here or anywhere, shit. I had a good one with this dude Nope in Atlanta, probably like ten years ago. We were just painting some fucking spot, lollygagging, not being professional at all. Cop rolls up. It's an older cop dude, probably in his like fifties, sixties. Beat cop dude, definitely like a veteran. Yeah, he ain't trying to fuck um, with y'all. So we're walking down the street. He rolls past us, and you know, you know the rule: don't make eye contact, look ahead, just pretend like you're doing what you're doing. And the the cop pulls off, and we can hear him like start to park in this like little gravel lot. And uh, he's like, "Hey, boys!" He's like, we turn around, like, "Hey!" He's like, "Come here!" And I was like, "Run!" He's like, "Run!" So we just bolt up these train tracks. And uh, my boy's got, like, a good amount of trees on him. And that shit ain't kosher in Georgia. You know, like, that's mm-hmm. a fucking thing. What, what does it mean? Uh, he just had, like, probably, like, a half ounce of weed on oh, him. Oh, he had weed. Yeah. yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta weed, no good. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this was, like, where, like, he, like, that would be a fucking ordeal, you know? So he'd rather run and ditch the weed yeah, and get caught. Exactly. You know what I mean, if he didn't have no weed. And I liked our odds, fool. This fool was, like, in his 60s, 50s, 60s, like, an older dude, like, gray beard, like, not in peak condition. So I was, like, I feel like... We could do this. We can get away with this. So, yeah, we bolt, get around the corner, duck in some bushes, and uh, this fool is shining his light in the bushes. Here I'm on his, like, little, like, walkie-talkie thing. Uh, I don't know the jargon, but blah, 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 blah. Two white males, graffiti, running eastbound on these train tracks. So he, like, shines the light, like, literally, like, two inches from me and fucking Nope, and we're just sitting there looking at each other like this, and he goes right past us. And, uh, sorry, (laughs) the mic again. So we go past this on the light and he just like scans up and then he's like, all right, we're going to head back to the car, wait for backup. So we're just chilling in the bushes and, uh, you can hear this house party like five or six blocks away, just fucking raging, 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 like fucking super trap music, full screaming and yelling. And I don't know if it was like fireworks or fucking the banger going off or something, but you can see the cops start to convene on the area like three from this way on the tracks and three from this way on the tracks like close in and as soon as they heard that shit they just bounced they just fucking immediately turned around went back to the cars I'm guessing they went to where the party was because it was bigger fish to fry yeah so we're like all right, we chill in the bushes for like another 45 minutes just to like you know make sure party stops there's not any more music so we're like all right. walking back to the car he's like fuck I had to ditch my weed that sucks I had the fucking rental car and it was in my chick's name. So I was like, fuck, I lost the rental car keys when we were running because I was throwing caps and shit out of my pockets. Right. So you guys had to go look for that shit? Yeah, dude. So we had to go look because he was like, I broke it down to him like this. I was like, I'd rather call my girl from jail and tell her I'm in jail for graffiti than call her right now and tell her I lost the rental car keys. Like, we're finding these fucking keys, dog. Like, this is not happening. So we spent like a good 25 minutes looking for the keys. He finds his fucking big ass bag of weed while we're looking for the keys. He's happy. Yeah, so we're like, all right, dude, all right, dude. Got it, be close. Two seconds later, fucking keys are right there, dude. Scoop them up, run back to the car, and fucking get the fuck out of Dodge. How long were you guys waiting for all that ordeal? That was probably a good two and a half hours. I was going to say, that of, that waiting game, I've been in that yeah. too. That just sucks, bro. Like, yeah, because you don't want to do it too premature, you know? Like, I, I know you're talking. I want to go dip out, and that motherfucker was right there. And it was like, I was in the, it was, I was in an abando. Yeah. But there was nothing in that bitch. So, like, if you got a flashlight, you could scan the whole shit yeah. and see motherfucker in the corner just chilling. <laughs> like, there's no nothing to hide behind. Just, yeah, it's just you right there at the corner, the only thing in the whole building. I, I'm thinking to myself. like, what up? I'm, think, I'm thinking 
thinking to myself, like, what am I gonna do, bro? Like, and so like I dig like a little hole hole and I put my keys in my wallet <laughs> in there. And like I just kind of curl up in a ball and I figure if they come in, I'm just saying I needed a place to crash. And, yeah. You know what I mean? But they never came in. What was weird, like, and I heard everything. Oh, that's my move is to look homeless, dude. I try to look as homeless as possible when I'm on the streets. Definitely, yeah. You could definitely um, blend right in if you have to, especially downtown. Oh, yeah. Downtown's a fucking free-for-all, dude. It's wild. A couple wild. of homies had a dip in the little homeless camp. Like, oh, man, yeah. we might catch COVID, but fuck, it's barely me. Yeah. Nah, those fools will put you up, too, dude. If you got a couple of bucks, you're like, hey, I got to chill for a minute. Like, I heard a wild-ass story about the homie earlier. I told you, jumping in the plat to get across, get away from the police and end up homeless fools across there and end up bedding up with them for like three hours and actually throwing on the homeless shit with the shopping cart <laughs> walking in front of the cops at six in the morning bro yeah I mean, yeah shit you gotta blend in yeah man i don't i don't like to look anything like a graffiti writer dude I, I like to look like i'm fucking homeless as fuck or like just a step above homeless like i'm living in the shelter got a good job right but still like my shoes are raggedy as fuck you know <laughs> Have you ever went bombing with someone and they wear like a graffiti shirt or some toy ass shit like that? Uh, <laughs> I know you have. Uh, yeah, for sure. 100%. The worst though is like, <laughs> I've had to tell fools not to dress so hip hop where they're like, have like their chains and like their jewelry and shit on and like not so much like tribal shirts. I don't even know if kids know what the fuck tribal is anymore. But like, yeah, like we're like, yeah, dude, you can't be like flossing like your fucking gold watch and you're like your ice, like what we're trying to paint a spot, dude. Yeah, like this ain't like I'm a professional, homie. Like this is not like the uniform, you know. (laughs) I want to hear. I want to say I heard a story one time of how preach R.I.P. How they kind of got popped by the snake pit, and they were all hiding in the cut, and the reflection off their New Balance like gave them away. You know what I mean? So I can imagine change. Hey, you know what's crazy is fucking. uh, Sorry. Go ahead. AC paints his fucking reflector reflectors black because of that fucking story, dude. Like, Ed's, do you know that story? Because I don't. I know a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know the bit? actual story, but I know they got popped because of the New Balance reflectors. reflectors. They shine their lights. Okay, okay, I got the flashlight. So AC would paint the yeah, so New would, Balance black. Yeah, he would paint them black. No, that's what I said. I heard that story. Like, I don't remember. I think it was preaching. I want to say his payer probably. Pop Boy was probably in the mix too. There was a snake pit or some shit, and it, you know they're catching tags and or boom. benders. It's probably benders. Yeah, crazy. Any any anything like that ever kind of give you away, man? Like fucking. Uh, I mean, back in the day, dude. I got <laughs> actually, I do got a funny story about some dumb graffiti shit that got me in trouble. Uh, me and agent and all the SDG boys were on one of our super benders, and uh, one night. Uh, this was probably like January in like 2009. I mean, but it's the first night of the bender, the second. Yeah, yeah. This was going into, this is night two going into three, I believe. And, uh, so it's like 6 a.m. and cruising Colfax, basically looking for crack, you know, like all the powder's gone. Like we're fucking got a ton of booze. Like there's a bunch of us like, all right, we'll just go buy some crack, you know, casual, casual Colfax crack encounter. drugs, graffiti. Yeah. We weren't fucking around, dog. I'll tell you that, dude. Um. But, uh, yeah, so fucking agent's car, the registration's expired. So I get pulled over. I already knew I was going to jail. I had warrants and shit. Like, I already knew. I was like, fuck, I'm going to jail. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, dog. And I had this fucking Padres hat on that had an RTDK embroidered in it. And the cop fucking noticed it and was like, oh, so you're the asshole that writes all over the buildings in this neighborhood. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, your hat. What's up, Mr. RTD? I was like, oh, no, I I took this from some kid at a house party the other night. Like, this is just... He's like, no, we're not, we're not having that. So they pulls me, oh shit, pulls me out of the car because I had the warrants. Pulls agent out for sure, and then I think Geist 
it was Geist, Corey, rest in peace, Geist, was the third man in this fucking scenario. And uh, long story short, they search fucking agent's car. They find like uh, two digital cameras, I think, full of flicks, a bunch of paint, some stickers. Um, they get away with just like tickets and citations and like mandatory interviews with like the graffiti detectives. But uh, I end up going to jail. And then they put a hold on me. So I had got arraigned, got an ROR, and then the graffiti detective had put a hold on me to be interviewed. So they was this wouldn't. Roy Ball? Uh, no, this was uh, the new, the newer one after him, the first batch. I don't want to say their names. Um, so he had put a hold on me, so I couldn't leave jail until I interviewed with him. And this fucker took his sweet time, dude. I was oh, there. Shit. Yeah. So I think they could only hold me for like seventy-two hours, and he got there at like hour like sixty-nine. 70 you know like basically i told him to fuck off i got i'm getting a lawyer and that was the end of it but he'd like that hat was like what spawned that fucking like hold and that like interview process was that stupid fucking hat god damn yeah how fucking toy is that bro <laughs> Never do that again right nah son i don't have none of that shit in the crib dude you may find a no memorabilia in my house for real you got to be smart man you know what i mean yeah do you think they're, I was going to say, I was going to ask, do you think they're harder to nowadays? But I mean, shit's kind of like we said, chilled with COVID. I mean, there's, as long as you ain't doing nothing crazy, you know what I mean? I'm sure if you did some like viral ass shit. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, I'm stoked on what's happening with Denver with the amount of chores we get and like the amount of kids going for it because it helps me blend in. Like, you know, back in the day, like fools like me and Coz mm -hmm. and like those dudes were going big and we were like the only ones, Sumo and Vash. You know, like, only ones going fucking really big, you know. And, like, we stood out because of that. Everyone, like, there was a handful of writers that, like, oh, damn, this fool is, like, really doing it. And now, like, going super big is, like, industry standard, you know. Right. Yeah, the bigger the better. Yeah. Was that kind of the reason for the rollers, too? Just, I mean, because rollers look clean, bro, if you can do them good, you it's, know. For me, it's, like, I can blend in. Like, if you're doing a roller, people just kind of, like ignore it you know like they're just like oh whatever because i do my fill first so it just looks like big You're buffing it yeah it just looks like i'm buffing it and like i can rock my outline in like 30 minutes dude 40 yeah. minutes at the most if i'm really trying to make it super clean so it's like you look like you're there and then like also big giant block letters like kind of look like signs and shit so like it looks like you're kind of doing it as well i mean like did you see that giant ass routine on alameda and broadway the routine crew that we did i'm not sure bro. yeah that was a that was a pull-up dude and it's fucking like you know where the McDonald's is on? Yeah. Yeah, that where that used to be like a pet sauna. I don't know, I'll show you flicks later, but it's a fucking giant roller, dude. We just pulled up in the daytime like nothing because it was all roller paint, you no know, extension poles, every, the whole nine, dude. And, uh, definitely kind of like I said, now that I picture it, you could definitely blend in more. Yeah, you know dude. what I mean? And look kind of, you know, the homie Heiser did like some crazy ass roller, like this crazy shit in LA, bro, like huge. And when he was talking about that, he's like, the cops rolled up on him a couple times and he's like, I'm buffing it. It's yeah. like, I did graffiti. The owners caught me. They said, if I fucking, you know, fix it, they won't press no charges. And they're like, well, why are you doing it at four in the morning? Like, I work all day, fool. Yeah. And he's basically buffed out the whole wall and then did his outline yeah. that last night all fucking sick and boom. Like, yeah, that's the move for sure. Fucking blockbuster. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I had, I was doing an RTD roller in downtown and some like homeless dudes were like walked by and they were like, are you painting over the graffiti? Or are you doing graffiti? I was like, both? <laughs> I was like, a little bit of both? And they're like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to come by tomorrow and check it out. But like, 
they definitely like as opposed to like spraying you know like being out there spraying and shit like, Bro, like it makes like like you said it looks like honestly like you're you could honestly say if the cops rolled up on you you'd be like i'm buffing the wall yeah for sure 100 that first scene is just the whole feel and especially in denver street art is so accepted like in even outside of Rhino, like, fools get away with daytime, like, illegal shit in downtown all the time. Like, they just blend in and look like they're supposed to be there. Like, there's a way to do it. Smart Pe- way, yeah. People are starting to catch on. Hey, that's good, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I said, it helps me blend in. Heck, yeah, man. Especially that there's, like, a lot more people. And like you said, the thing nowadays, too, man, is back in the day is people, well, they told me the other day it makes a lot of sense. People are always looking at their fucking phone. Yeah. They're not really worried about what I'm kind of doing. You know what I mean? Especially if I, like I said, got an extension. Like you said, it's not spray painting my yeah. name all. Ooh, look. He's, he's like, oh, okay. He's just working, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, talking. If you throw the vest on, like the fucking construction vest, dude, mm-hmm. like, you're just blending in. You're just out here making your eighteen ninety five an hour, like, union benefits, just buffing away. That's dope, man. Yeah. I think, yeah, bigger is better. Definitely. Yeah, I got some shit planned, dude. I got this one spot. We'll see if it pans out. But do you think they're tough on the buff like that here with the big rollers? It kind of seems like they are a little, no? Nah, I feel like that shit is you got a better because it's bigger and like I said, it blends in, dude. Like you don't really know. Like a lot of people don't really see rollers as like actual like graffiti, graffiti. Like I feel like if it's not reported, it's gonna run. Right. And like now we're you, gonna hype up a bunch of toys that want to do rollers, and fucking rollers are gonna get burnt. I'm gonna have to find something cool to do next. <laughs> just go even bigger, you know yeah. what I mean? Go smaller, just start doing little tiny fill-ins on like sewer lids. You got to come up with some creative <laughs> ass shit, bro. Like, cause like you said, there's a especially nowadays. Well, maybe. I was running those two letters on the dumpsters for a while because I had all these fucking scrap cans, and it was like the middle of winter, so I was just like, instead of tagging these dumpsters, let's fucking just do some throw-ups on them. Fuck it, they're already grilled. Like, it's gonna run. But then a lot of kids started doing that shit in downtown. I was like, ah, oh, all right, the trend. I started, the trend's over. I gotta they, find something they pick new. It up quick, you gotta keep constantly yeah. changing it, you know. <laughs> Which I like it, dude. It keeps everyone like motivated. And like I said, the standard's pretty high out here. Like, if you want to be accepted in like this graffiti scene or whatever, like, you got to be pretty good and like consistent. And there's a lot of pretty good consistent kids out here right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know what I mean? Man, I'm high as a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> same shit. shit so where do you want to do you ever see yourself stopping graffiti nah quitting nah I'm a lifer dude I'm gonna be fucking catching scribes in the nursing home dog straight the fuck up I mean I might have to take breaks here and there but we all do yeah I, I ain't ever stopping dude that's not even an option in my life I'll always be like in the restaurant catching a scribe or at the gas station catching a scribe or putting a sticker up somewhere like I may not be doing you know giant ass fill-ins and rollers when I'm 60, but, you know, I'll be that old man putting up stickers in fucking Pacific Beach. Like, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hey, do you always see yourself, do you see yourself staying in Denver for a while? Yeah, man, I don't think I'm going anywhere. I feel like this is home. It's been, like, 20 years, so I know the city. I got a lot of friends out here. It's a thriving city for the industry I work in. And uh, I just love it, man. Four seasons, but not extreme seasons. There's no flying insects. Like, Denver's the shit. Yeah, it's not too bad, nothing too crazy, huh? I wish my rent was like it used to be when I first met you. My rent was like you said was for was five hundred dollars forever, bro. Forever, for like probably ten years, it was five hundred. It I, never changed. So, you, do you remember that fucking apartment I had by the by the school? Yeah, on Ogden by the Seven Eleven on Colfax and Ogden. I remember the one like when we all met up for preachers when all the yeah, yeah, that's the one in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lived in that building in like three different apartments in that building for like almost nine years, 
And when I moved back to Denver, I tried to get into that building, get the same spot. And the rent that used to be like 650 was 1290 for a basement studio. I was just like, fuck. I want to say my shit started going up like 100, like literally every two months, bro. It was just yeah. going up. And then before you know, it was like 1200. Well, going back to the weed shit, that's the weed industry. And the tech industry bringing all those people out here, fools were like, oh shit, Denver's cheap. And then everyone oh, yeah, moved out sure. here and made Denver not cheap. Like you said, like if you're from LA or from Boston or New York, yeah, like you look at the rent here and you're like, oh shit, I, that's a quarter of what I'm paying yeah. right now. So they already have that money so they could come here and drop the whole year down, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like nothing, dude. Like the rent in San Diego when I was looking out, wild, bro, for like the tiniest, tiniest apartments, you know, like three thousand dollars four thousand dollars just like fuck how who how much like what is your career where you can afford to live like that like what are you doing like to live in downtown san diego and your rent is seventeen thousand dollars a month and that's not even counting everything else like gas and fucking, yeah that's just baseline you know what i mean like you working for rent like you know that much like damn denver's there like i said we're like la and all those places we're just 10 years behind bro so well, I mean, that's part of the, the appeal of when I first moved here was I always called it like the San Diego of the Midwest. It just had mountains instead of beaches. Mm -hmm. Real laid back vibe, like, especially back then when it was smaller, like people minded their own business. People were like pretty friendly for the most part, just like in San Diego. So I was like, oh, this shit is just like, you know, so to go to the beaches, I'll just go to the mountains and snowboard. Exactly. I don't know. I'm, I, I used to not mind the cold weather, but now that I'm getting older, man, this shit kind of sucks. You yeah, know? I'm over it, dude. I'll take it a couple times a year, but like, not looking forward tomorrow if it's really like negative four and 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 we're still all fucked up from COVID, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of feel what I'm saying? Like, shit ain't still the same. You know, everything's fucking. Denver used to be everything used to be open twenty four seven. Yeah, there's no late night food in this city. If somebody could come here and open up a twenty four hour restaurant that was decent, they would make a fucking killing because you'd be the only restaurant in the city, at least Denver proper. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I, I still feel like shit just still ain't the same, man. Like, we're not still way back in the mix like it was before. And whoever thought that shit would happen? Did you ever think the fucking world would be shut down like that, bro? Nah, dude, I thought it was a joke. I Once they canceled the St. Patrick's Day parade, I was like, okay, this is serious. And then once opening day got canceled for the Rockies, I was like, oh, fuck, we're like doing this for real and that's like the day everyone everything in denver pretty much shut down yeah that shit was that shit was real bro like i remember i went to la and like i'm at work and like everyone is sick bro like everyone i'm talking like motherfuckers are going home daily and that shit don't happen you know yeah work. you might it might be rare that someone gets that sick at work where they gotta go home but it happened like three four days in a row yeah and motherfuckers was going home and shit and like I remember this bitch, like, she was, like, over my shoulder, fooling on working, and she, like, asked me something, uh, just straight just, coughed on me, uh, like, <laughs> and I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, I do not want to go to L.A. and get fucking sick, you uh, know what I mean? So I'm trying to be on my Michael Jackson the whole time, yeah. bro. I even remember this bitch, I told her, I told this chick, I made it through work, all these motherfuckers are sick. I made it. I'm not sick. You know what I mean? I leave tomorrow so yeah. I can get sick at the airport. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, why like would that. she put that on? You fucked up. So I get to LA. Everything's cool. Met the homie who put me onto the weed pace and all that. I linked up with him, you know, and he's put me on game. You know, shout out. You know, appreciate everything. And we're on Hollywood or we're on, we're on Melrose. And we bump into one of his homies and 
this dude is like a weed influencer, like big time Cali motherfucker, right? Yeah. And we're all just chopping it up. We're, you know, putting weed paste up and stickers on Melrose and shit. And the fool's like, y'all want to smoke a blunt? I was like, yeah, smoke. He's like, but y'all ain't sick, right? He's like, everyone's just sick. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. I was like, everyone at work. And so we smoke and, you know, da-da-da, come back to Denver, like, you know, three, four days later. Two days later, that shit is shut the fuck down. Yeah. Like, every, I got a letter from work so I can go to work. I mean, I work in a call center, million motherfuckers in my shit. We got customer service, collections, fraud, everything. Yeah. Come off a gang of motherfuckers. Like, I'm one of, like, five people that can go to work in the building and shit. And that shit was real. Yeah, we, uh, I remember... The place I worked at shut down. I was like two hours late and I'm like never late. And I thought I was going to get like fired, you know, and the GM was like, oh, you're just lucky. Like the, we're, we're closing for three weeks because that was the thing. It was three weeks. So she's like, yeah, this is your this is your do over. You know, you get a mulligan on this one. But yeah, three weeks turned into like a year and a half, two years. Yeah, that place never opened back up. I still work it from home now. They finally got me to go home and work because I don't want to get. Yeah, dude, that must be nice. I don't know. I feel like. It is what it is. I would have trouble getting motivated. I'd have to go somewhere. I'm, yeah. All day, every day, bro. So, you know what I mean? I like, feel like I'd have to go to a coffee shop or something just to like do something. Not be lazy and like watch TV instead of work. I'm bad at that shit. Hell yeah. Well, shit, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, man. Joey T. It's been a minute. It has, bro. Like I said, we had a little period there where fucking, you know, I was rolling with you guys every night, filming yeah. shit here and there. Like, you know what I mean? Just we had a little run for sure. And that's crazy because now that we think about that, that shit was all before the Rhino. Yeah. Like, if you look at that little piece of video, people would be probably like, because it's just a parking lot. And yeah. Now, and that's it's still a one way in that video. I'm pretty sure that yeah, like I'm no, sure because sure. yeah. that's why we used to always paint that spot is because it was on the one way. It was the backside of the one way. You could never see that shit. Yeah. Yeah, man, that neighborhood's wild, dude. I remember, like... That was all industrial. Yeah, that was, like, the free-for-all neighborhood. That was, like, anyone that came to Denver painted spots over there because it would run. And, like, there was no police presence over there, dude. It was just homeless fools and, like, warehouse parties and crackheads, you know? And bars, yeah. Yeah, there was, like, three bars, four bars, and one gas station. I think the only thing left on Brighton Boulevard from that time is that 7-Eleven and the Salvation Army, do you know, like, it's like, remember where they had that, uh, Gamma had those portraits? Yeah. So that 7-Eleven right there, I think, is the only thing still left. That one, there's that, those little couple hotels that are kind of yeah. still there. That's what I was talking about. I hit out fucking one night, that crazy, it's like kind of catty corner, but it's still kind of there in the cut, you know what I mean? But it's just crazy how that shit's changed. Yeah, I mean, it's... We were watching those old videos earlier, and like, yeah, like that spot I had with like Shoe and Coe's and... I think Riker and Sire, like, that was, like, a, it was, like, what, a little uh, RC cart track. You remember that? Like, the remote control cars, they would race them there? Yeah. And now that shit's just, like, giant condos. Like, imagine owning that little tiny lot and having it, like, for, like, 30 years and then being able to cash out for, like, millions to, like, let somebody build some condos right there. For real, dog, because you could have you got that shit cheap as fuck, probably. Yeah, that's one of my biggest regrets. And life is not buying property out here when I could have bought property out here on the low. That was like, like, <clears throat> 90s. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I got here a little after that. But even then, dude, like, at one point I looked at a fucking condo in Cap Hill and it was only like 90 grand. And now that shit's like 800,000. Like, you know, like 90 grand full, like, 
I remember little spots in Glowville, even where my dad lives, bro. Little one bedroom houses, like 10, 20 grand. Yeah. Just trying to get rid of that shit. You know what I mean? And like fucking Glowville is like five minutes, you know, not even five, yeah, five minutes from the fucking the Rhino. Yeah, that's going to be the next neighborhood that's gone, I feel like. They're going to turn that into like a little bar hip area next. That and like, I, th- I want to say we're like, you know, where I kind of grew up, like Dunham, like 40th and, yeah. you know, the highway, because they done got rid of the highway and yep. put all those parks, and now it's getting getting crazy bro yeah well shit man like i said i definitely appreciate you coming on man you got any kind of any final shout outs any nah, man rest in peace Dower. that's about it well shit there you have it man like if you don't know you'll see him in the streets man look for those big ass rollers you know yeah, what i mean i'll be out there adios denver <laughs> there you go peace <laughs>